Hi, I'm Ellen Newhouse and welcome to Heart and Soul. Are you ready to live a soulfully inspired life? If you are ready to dive deep, get seriously honest with yourself and learn to trust your deep wisdom, then this is the place for you. I'll be sharing unfiltered stories from my own life and those of many other courageous, creative entrepreneurs and transformational leaders who have dug deep inside themselves to heal, honor their amazing wisdom, and dare to take inspired action. No more sitting by the sidelines wishing for a more satisfying life. It's time for you to become the person you have always dreamed of being. Have a career and a life you love. Join us each week to be spiritually uplifted and inspired into action. And oh yes, I'll be giving you homework to get you moving closer to your dreams. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Ellen Newhouse. And today, oh my goodness, you guys, I have such an amazing woman. I don't even know where to begin. Well, I'll begin with her name. Her name is Pantia Calhoun, and she is incredible. I mean, I'm just learning more and more about her. She is a three times best-selling author, publisher, certified PTSD and fertility coach. She is the show host of a of five podcasts. I don't even know where to begin. And she's the author of Naturally Conceived and a book called The Rules of Change for the Better, Leap, Empowering Women to Succeed. And she is a powerhouse. Good morning, Pantia. Oh, I am so glad to have you here. Thank you for for coming. (laughs) Thank you so much, Ellen. Thank you so much for the introduction. I love it. Oh, well, I am so excited to talk to you today and to share your wisdom because I was so confused by you. And then I started to learn who you are and what you, and I was like, oh my God, this woman is amazing. And for all of you who are listening, you are going to be so well served by Pantia's journey. I mean, she's had quite an incredible journey. And so what we're going to talk about today is part of her journey. We may get to both parts, but at least the first part of her journey, which for those of you who have gone through any trauma, I really want you to lean in because this lady knows a lot about overcoming trauma. And for those of you who may feel like, oh boy, you know, I, I'm out of hope. I just don't even know where to begin anymore. I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm sad. Come on, guys, listen into Pantia because she knows what it's like. And her trauma that she experienced was that she was assaulted in Iran, held at knife point, and seemingly seemed after this experience to submerge it, as so many of us do, into our psyche. And it was only through writing an email to a friend who was having a really hard time that she remembered parts of herself. And her mission 
which is to encourage women who have lost hope for change to find their real path, stand on their own feet, discovered hidden talents, and find how they can change their life for the better. (gasps) Pantia. So let's begin. When did this assault happen? How old were you? Was I guess around um, 2003, 2003 okay. that time. Mm. Yeah, because I was very confident, nothing going to happen to me. Mm. And uh, everywhere in the world, um, there might be something for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, to just awaken your spirit. And if sometimes you are very uh, confident and something gonna warn you yes. that uh, you need to change your mindset mm. you have to confront some triggers you have to confront with the real life mm. life is not always dream yeah. <laughs> there are some ups and downs yes. but you can make it the best as possible so i am so curious so the assault happened in 2003 and then when did you write that email to your friend? Uh, no, I tell you exactly what happened. Okay. I was, uh, yeah, I was in a, I had some uh, intuition telling me that my car is not balanced. Ah. So I had this thought in my mind. And then somebody, when I parked my car, when I mm. uh, came out of the park, because I already done with the place I went, and I came to my car, sit there and try start. I was starting to go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was somebody running to me and he said, mm. your, your car is not balanced. And I always had my windows open. Mm. And then all of a sudden he had his knife oh. and threatened me to death. And he said, if you scream, I will kill you. I said, what, wow. what are you doing? Wow. Because all the time you just think these things is uh, for others and you're just seeing it in TV or yes. movies, you know? Yes. And then uh, at that time, um, I didn't do anything. I just, I said, okay, I let him um, not, I was just saying, okay, I don't want to be killed yes. in my heart. Yes. And I just leave everything to God. Wow. So he actually tear my seatbelt Mm-hmm. and throw me out of the car and uh-huh. that time the, the mistake was that I just tried to pull the handle uh-huh. so that's why I, I was pulled on the ground Oof. and that's why I had back injury and so many injuries oh, after my. and after he's gone because I just bought that car two weeks ago oh no <laughs> and, yeah and, and it's like oh my goodness what happening to this and then uh, he left that time, everybody calm because I was screaming. Somebody yes. helped me. I couldn't get up. Yes. That time, I was like very numb. I had a lot of pain and mm. my outfit was torn and mm-hmm. bloody. So I couldn't oh, do anything. Yeah. And then I asked for help because I needed my parents to be there. Somebody take me to hospital. Right? Sure. And then everybody came to help. Um, that time, I was like... I, I didn't want to listen to any noise mm-hmm. and I could see him mm-hmm. living with yeah. my car mm-hmm. and uh, changing the gears. Even if, uh, even I, I could see him that he couldn't, he go with the 
those days we didn't have automatic car so we had uh, oh, so we had stick to change the gear mm-hmm. yeah we had yeah. to change the gear so he he was in a heavy gear and I was telling him in my mind please at least change it <laughs> go with something lighter and uh, you know I could see him I could see him in my mind and uh, I was talking to him what are you doing uh, so everybody talking, my parents came, I was mm. talking to him in my mind. Mm. And then uh, my parents came there and they took me to hospital and my back was not broken, but, yes. but very bad injured. Ooh. And my mom was a nurse, so mm. she took care of me at home. Ah, but okay. I couldn't walk, I couldn't run, I couldn't sit, I couldn't wow. sleep. All night, my mother had to sleep with me because oh I goodness. had a lot of in- injuries. I was so badly injured, yeah, very yeah. badly. And now, how old were you, if you don't mind me asking, in 2003? 2003, when this happened? I was well, still in my 20s. Oh, you were in your 20s. Okay. So, okay, still very young. So, were you frightened emotionally? or Because you, you, you sound like you had a good sense of humor. You know, I'm speaking to him in my mind. So, how did this affect you emotionally? Yeah, emotionally, I knew that something happened, some trauma. Ah, <laughs> and okay. I was really hit by it because uh, I was really shocked. Yes. I was really shocked. Of course. And then interesting point that I tried to change my mindset that time. Mm, I didn't mm-hmm. deal with this uh, like ordinary stuff. Yeah. So I sit there the night, always in pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could try to connect with him and talk to him. Mm-hmm. and uh, then I could feel him and it's so interesting I left everything to God that day and I said if this blessing is for me then it's coming back to me and uh, then something amazing happened I forgave him even if he did a lot of bad injuries to me mm-hmm. I forgave him and uh, he called what? because I, I had my cell phone in the car and uh, <laughs> And my number, my home number was there. And he called my home and my mother picked up the phone and she said, what did you do to my daughter? She's Whoa. in pain. She, she's not really feeling good. Yes. And he said, because I, I thought she's rich, one oh. car doesn't hurt her. But, and my mother said, but her health is in danger. So what you did was more bad for her health. I I don't care about the money. And uh, Tiff cried on the phone and he said, (sighs) I'm going to return the car. I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, and my goodness. he cried. And like, everybody was like really amazed. What happened? You know? <laughs> and then uh, he said, I'm going to sit there. I put your car in this address. Go and pick it up. So we asked the police came there because we thought maybe it's a trap, right? right. We don't know what's going to happen. Sure. And that the police took the car. Everything was there. Was he ever charged or no, he just disappeared? No, he disappeared. That's disappeared and he he had his own reason. He said, I have a very sick wife and I I couldn't afford her bill for the hospital uh, and uh, nobody could help me. So I thought maybe selling a car would help me, but it didn't help. So I can't do this. So you see, I just realized there is something there because it, it gave me a lot of good lesson that when something bad happened to us, 
immediately we overreact to that uh, experience mm-hmm. and what we do we try to insult we, we, tr- we have lots of hatred yes. but I try to be released so I was wow. released all right I'm gonna stop you right there because that is such a huge nugget and I couldn't get there that quickly. So for those of you who are listening, if you are more like me and you need to hate and you need to have anger and you need to jump up and down and scream at God, unlike Pantia, I am not like Pantia. I had to go through a really hard lesson of screaming at God a lot, but eventually I got to where Pantia is or was, which was forgiveness. Because It is not easy. And yet what I have learned is that in the end, like you said, we need to release ourselves from the situation. You said two things. You said, one, you need to release yourself and you did it through forgiveness. The other thing you said, as you were talking, you said to God, if this is a blessing for me, and I was like, wait, excuse me? What did you just say? You said, if this event was a blessing for me. And I think that is so important for those of you who are listening. If you're having a hard time in your life right now, which so many people are, I want you to ask what Panta asked herself of God. How is this situation in my life a blessing for me. Because I'm sure, Pantia, you would agree with me that at this point, I believe everything that happens, what, regardless of how bad it looks, everything that happens is happening for us. Would you agree? Yes. And uh, not only that, I was talking about the event and also my car. Yes. Because still, I had lots of, uh, I feel. This is my belonging. Why it gone? Mm. Oh, you know, interesting. I had this in my mind, right? Mm. So those days I knew that we can't say that everything belonged to us. Even the house you you, you are belonging yes. to. Even your children, whatever. Yes. At some point, you you go to your grave alone. Yes. <laughs> so yes. nothing in this world absolutely for you right yes yeah and uh, I think that is so important because right now I believe we are living in the age of disruption and not only have we had a pandemic and we're still in a pandemic but now where I live there is something called the Metau Valley and it is on fire And like many places, we are seeing the disruption of climate change. And I love what you said, because I too believe that whatever we have, it's sort of like on borrowed faith. You know, it's like, I love beautiful things. I live in a beautiful home, but I also recognize that it's temporary. You know, I get to use it right now. But at some point, if it should go... I understand that it was never mine. And the other thing is that it is not who Ellen is. So you came to that conclusion. This is not my car. I am not my car. I am a beautiful soul who happens to have a vehicle. 
but it's not mine. And it is not who I am, yeah? Yes. And then when I had had this bag, then um, some years passed. After having that car, I sold it right away because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't sit there anymore. Of I course, had those yeah. experience of following me, somebody following me, a car. So yes. as soon as I fixed it a little bit, uh, then I sold it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I said, mm-hmm. okay, let's change my life forever. Wow. Then I... Um, I got admission from University of Canberra in Australia mm-hmm. and I went there for studying. I I knew that I needed more challenge in my mm-hmm. life because mm-hmm. I was very comfortable in my parents' house. Of course, everybody liked safety, everybody mm-hmm. loved, be loved there. Right. It's your country, you're happy, you know. But I knew that I, I have to challenge myself. So I, I went somewhere that, with more nature mm-hmm. and um, you they can actually read this in my book because um, even going to Australia was part of my intuition something yes. great happened I went there because I I didn't have any plan for Australia I I applied for Canada 2000 mm-hmm. but my application because of September 11 mm-hmm. um, was delayed mm-hmm. and then uh, something great happened with intuition and getting uh, getting some signs yes um just happened Okay, so now I'm so curious. You keep saying this over and over again. I had my intuition about the car not being balanced. I had my intuition about school. So were you born using your intuition? Because this is a not natural for most of us to pay attention to our intuition. So tell me. I actually really believe in it. Like, if you are close to yourself, if your chakras are open, mm-hmm. and uh, if you let yourself uh, among those noises, among having kids, mm-hmm. you know, be alone with yourself mm-hmm. sometime of day, mm-hmm. then uh, you can be uh, more alert to what is going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not difficult. And so I knew I'm going to go to Australia, even if I didn't have plan. Mm-hmm. That's that. I got three signs. Wow. We can talk about that. Yes, I want to hear. What were the three signs? So interesting thing is, because I wanted to go to Canada, I already planned and it was delayed. Uh, I was saying, why is delayed? Watch, I, uh, let's not to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But then what happened I went to do my IELTS exam, which mm-hmm. is the English exam for going to abroad. Yes. And then uh, there was a man there. He was doing the advertising for Australia, admission mm-hmm. to universities. And I said, okay, that's fine. And then I came home. We had a neighbor and uh, they were going to Canada. And she, she told me, okay, we changed our mind. We are going to Australia. And I said, oh, oh my goodness, why is this happening to me? Like why everybody talk about Australia? And I told mm. her, no, I'm not, I don't have any plan going to Australia. And then another something happened, another thing happened. I had a friend and she said, uh, okay, mm, we are invited for a small party in our, my friend's house and mm-hmm. we went there. There were some employees of Australian embassy oh. in that uh, <laughs> party. I was like, oh, every 
everything happens in one week. Like, oh, right. I got all the signs. And they talk about Australia. And then I was changing my mind. Okay, let, let's just look at this. And then another sign happened again in a week. So interesting. Wow. I had a, we had a relative <laughs> who lives in Australia. He doesn't come to Iran so often. Mm-hmm. But because one of our relatives died, he came mm-hmm. for the funeral. He was very mm-hmm. close to her. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't bring the car. He asked my father to uh, drop him in her place, in his place. And then he talked, do you want to go to Australia? I said, oh my <laughs> goodness, look at this. In a week, why everything changing to Australia? Oh, because I never, funny? never had planned. Mm-hmm. And I said, because I already was, I was prepared for Canada and it was de- delayed. I had all my documents ready. I had my IELTS exam result and it was good enough for yes. university. And I had all my documents translated, all my um, admission. I said, okay, let's give it a try. My son is uh, going to Canberra University. And I gave him all my admission, I mean, uh, all my documents. Mm-hmm. And after, after months, he said, okay, you got the admission. So, Ooh. wow. So I'm going <laughs> to stop. You can't fight with your destiny. So for those of you who are listening, what Pantia is demonstrating by her willingness to, even though she didn't have any desire, any idea that she would go to Australia, once the universe started pitching her in that direction, she said, yes, yes, and yes. So many of us, unlike Pantia, see the sign and say no. Now, I'm a person who always says no. I say no. God says do this. I say no. And I fight with God. Yeah, I resist. Of course, I resist. Unlike you, you are amazing. You are just amazing to me. Because I, you know, God will say you need to be a healer. No. And I will cry. I will jump up and down. I mean, no, I resist all the time. So then it takes a lot longer. You are amazing. I mean, I am blown away by your willingness to say yes. Yes. And then what happened? I got dreams, like consistently. Wow. At night, I could see um, actually sleeping mm-hmm. beside a window, which is open to a lake. And I could see some uh, weird animals on the trees. Hmm. And then you can't believe it. I have goosebumps on my body. Wow. (laughs) When I went to my dorm, the dorm that I already reserved and I went there. Yes. I had had that room and there was a lake. Oh, my uh, goodness. And those those animals were like koala and other animals on the tree because Australia is famous (laughs) for this. Oh, my God. I had all of them. All of these dreams consistently telling me, go, go, go. Wow. And telling me that's that's your place to go. And that the interesting point, they can read it again in my book. It's it's the longest story about how I came to Canada because I love Australia. Mm. And you know, when your time is up, mm-hmm. you get you get the sign. Again, I got a few signs. I listened to my intuition. Uh, it was a really beautiful. Uh, afternoon I was really my visa was finishing studying mm-hmm. in uh, you know, university I mm-hmm. was like 
okay, what should I do? What should I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really um, agitated because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. And I said, okay, hang on. You had these moments before. Mm-hmm. Let's just listen to your intuition. And then I was uh, moved to new place with my friends. Uh, and uh, then uh, I didn't know about the neighborhood. So I went for a long walk mm-hmm. around the, that neighborhood. I discovered another lake because Australia has a lot of lake, especially mm. Canberra is a beautiful city and they made a lot of artificial lakes mm-hmm. and natural lakes. Mm. Uh, so I went there, there was a golf court mm-hmm. and there was a <laughs> lake inside the golf court. And I was like, I was free released. I sit there and suddenly there was a few colorful birds around me. Mm-hmm. I don't remember their name, but they have a specific name because uh, Australia is so natural. We, yes. uh, in, on, the, on my way to university, I could see kangaroos, I could wow. see <laughs> peacocks, I could wow. see a lot of other uh, animals. Mm. And then that birds, they came uh, above me, like 10 of them. Oh Ten of them around me. Oh my! What happening? Like it, that was a sign. Okay, can I just say something? I need to say something. This is not natural for most people. I hope you know how blessed you are. No, I'm serious. And for those of you who are listening to Pantia's story, and you're saying, "Great, Pantia," but that does not happen to me. How would you? Other than taking time alone, how would you suggest that they begin to connect with their intuition? Because what you have experienced is very unusual. Yeah, no, it's not. Everybody can do it. And then I said, <laughs> after that first coming around me, yes. uh, I felt release. I felt happy again. I came to home with confidence and my, my phone rang. And my friend called me from Iran. Uh, we actually applied for us for Canada together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she said, did you know my application, my friend's application came. She actually applied before us, one month mm-hmm. before us. So mm-hmm. we, get, we get our result very soon. And I was like, it said, that's it. I'm going to go to Canada. So I don't need to think and be agitated because at that time my visa was finishing. I didn't know what to do. Should mm. I go to, I, I actually went to different routes and options. Should I get another job to another city? Should mm-hmm. I get with my PhD there? You know, right. so many options. And then that's it. I got the result like a few days after. And then I applied for here, Canada. Wow. So I'm going to stop right here because it's such a beautiful story. But I want to help people who really struggle with their intuition. And what I hear you say, one of the things that really helps to connect with your intuition is your willingness to ask the universe, ask God for help. So that's the first step. One is to recognize there is help everywhere in the universe. There is, whether you call it God or it doesn't matter, the natural world or spirit, it does not matter what you call it. There is guidance. But what I know for sure, and I don't know what you know for sure, Pantia, but what I know for sure 
is that the guides and energies that we call God or goddess or spirit or whatever, they cannot help us unless we ask for help first. Yeah? Yes, of course. And the important thing <laughs> is I learned about the power of surrender because uh, even if you desperately need something, desperately want to do something, yes. there may be another alternative plan like what I, what I did from uh, I went. That time was uh, not my time to go to Canada. Okay. It was my time to go to Australia. And that time uh, finished staying in Australia and I had to go to Canada. So you have to go with the flow and uh, you have to see your destiny. Yes, you can actually visualize your best in your mind that I yes. always do. Mm -hmm. I always have planned like um, being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, being a project manager, this job transition, or even uh, teaching in university or college for me mm -hmm. was a dream. But mm -hmm. that was interesting. When I came to Canada, I went for interview. I mean, after a few months, I'm saying, because I had to do other jobs. And I mm -hmm. said, that's enough. I'm not going to do any survival job. Mm. I'm done. Mm. And then uh, I went to a college. Okay, okay, let's give it a try. And the college manager said, can you teach today? Uh -huh. I said, what? <laughs> Here's what I am learning. I am learning the steps to manifestation are, one, ask the universe for help. Assume that everything that is happening in the universe is happening for you, no matter what it looks like. Like, no matter what it looked like for Pantia, she gets assaulted and she says, God, how is this a blessing for me? Wow. I mean, she speaks to the thief. Amazing. I mean, I'm blown away. Then the next thing is she visualizes and she is willing to surrender her egoic ideas to what the universe supplies. That's number two. Number three is that she made a decision, a very clear and courageous decision. She said, I am no longer willing to do any job just for survival. And boom, the universe supplies her with what she really wanted, which was the opportunity to teach in university. Yeah. In college. Okay. So these are the steps. And I'm going to say them one more time because I want to make it specific to people who are listening so that they can do it for themselves. Yeah. So number one, you need to ask for help. Number two, visualize and yet be willing to be shown another way. Number three, assume everything that's happening in the universe is happening for your good. Number four, surrender your egoic ideas to the highest possibility that you may be shown. Number five, decide what you're no longer willing to put up with. Ooh, I like that. That was a really good summary. <laughs> good. 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 Oh, well, you know, I want to make it accessible because your story is phenomenal. I mean, I have goosebumps, like especially sitting at the golf course in the 10 birds. Wow. I mean, this is extraordinary. 
And I want to make it accessible for everyone because your mission and my mission, where our missions are very similar, is to help people to know that they have the power to change their lives. Yeah. And so we want to give them the steps. All right. Anything else? Am I missing anything else? Any other steps? Yeah, that can happen to every moment of your life. Like I did with my job transition from one Mm -hmm. job to another. When I started entrepreneurship, my podcast, my book, publishing a book, that was interesting because I was something hold me back all the time and I said I wish I can see a Canadian because I live in Canada Canadian Mm. famous author Mm. and what happened in my class that I used to teach it was a Canadian author Mm. and he actually gave me uh, some encouragement and you have to start your book blah 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 blah. so that was really encouraging to start my book like I, this happened to me, um, I think I started it in many years after, mm. <laughs> 2017 or 2000, yeah, I think 2017, I published my book finally. Mm. So it's so long I, after. Mm, so I want, so that's another point. We'd say number six is that often, as Pantier just demonstrated, We will get messages like the author, the Canadian author gave her. He said, start your book. So we're getting ideas, but they take time, people. I really want to be clear about this. You know, so often on social media and in the media, it looks like everybody and their mother just decides, boom, I want to be a famous this, a famous that. I want to be an author. I want to be, and boom, it gets done. No, no, no. Pontia just said, and my experience also, is that the journey takes time. So we have to trust that we're on track, even when it looks like we're struggling. Like, for example, when I wrote my book, my book ultimately took five years to write. And I thought after year two, I was done. I had a huge party, right? Huge party in my house. It was so exciting. So many people came. My book coach came and we had this big party celebrating I'm finishing. And I went to bed. I woke up the next morning. I woke at 4.45. I sat straight up and I said to my poor husband, the book isn't done. And he said, what? I said, no, it's not done. He said, what do you mean? We just had this big party to celebrate. I said, I can feel it. It's not done. Little did I know that I had three more years of writing to achieve what I wanted to achieve in my book. I know. I know. And I know you, and we're going to do another whole podcast about this, but I want to show something, which is life isn't always easy. So I know you struggled to have a baby. So in this struggle, how did you apply these steps? And we're going to do a whole podcast because we don't have the time today. And I didn't know how amazing you were until I started reading all stuff. And I was like, oh, gosh, I want to do all of this. So we'll have you back and we'll do another whole section on fertility. But how did you apply these steps to eventually conceiving? 
you know, you are talking about something. <laughs> Again, um, I have ideas in my mind to write another book. <laughs> oh, yes. 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 So have I brought up the, the next topic? Yeah, because what I always tell my clients uh, well, for my fertility clients is yes. that, first of all, you have to surrender everything. So if you believe in God or whatever, mm. Um, mm. surrender is the first step. Oh. Because when we desperately need something, yes, it's not going to happen to us. Okay, so I'm going to stop right there because I know, I know, I know, I know. If you are trying to conceive a baby, how hard it is to surrender the idea that I want a baby, that's all I want. Is I want a baby. And for those of you who are wanting a job, like a particular job. So how can you explain surrendering the idea of what we most desire? So there is theory, I really believe, I I call it normalization. When I was a software engineer, I had this theory, and uh, I'm going to write a book about that. If something like walking for you is so normal because you can walk, you never think about it. Right, mm-hmm. so when you are thinking about something that is not reachable for you, is not normal, right? Mm-hmm. So you said, I want to have a baby, but after some time trying, it's so far for you, and after yes. some time, say, Okay, I'm not gonna reach it, mm-hmm. so it's not normal to you. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, we try to normalize everything. Does it feel normal to be uh, a parent, uh, right? Mm. How can we normalize it? Uh, let's say if you try to have people around you mm-hmm. who are pregnant, who are parent, mm-hmm. you feel their exhaustion. You feel the <laughs> real life. I'm telling you, mm. to be honest, is yes. your real life. And also nice moments because it's not whatever you see on the picture uh, for having the baby. These mm-hmm. are nice pictures, but there are some short, a sleep shortage. <laughs> there are a lot of things. Your baby gets sick, mm. you know, a lot of things around this parenthood, the real life of parenthood. Mm. If you can visualize it and you, you can be there and you can touch it, yes. that's going to be part of your normal. So let's say one of my clients, she struggled for years. She got married in 20s. Uh, she had f- a lot of miscarriages mm-hmm. until age of 46, 7. Mm-hmm. And then I told her, okay, stop working because you worked too oh, much. Yes. She didn't like her job. And this yes. is one of the points because you waste your energy, focus on something yes. that is not enjoyable Boy, do I agree and, uh, with this. and then yeah. what happened and yeah. I said okay life is short you don't really need to work because her husband was good enough they had a house they had enough income and she actually after she worked for 20 something years and mm-hmm. she could get some income so they didn't need too much working right and that gave her a lot of relief Yes, and she sat there. She do something that she loves. She mm-hmm. was a she was an artist. You know, mm. a lot of creative thing help you to produce something. Like yes. that's why that that's gonna uh, ac- activate your reproductive functions. Mm. And something great happened. Her sister 
was pregnant with a baby. She went there to help her when Mm. uh, she had the baby. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, my goodness, that's (laughs) the real life of having the baby and Uh. having parents. You know, I couldn't sleep for for a few days because yes. her sister was younger than her. And then mm. she was there in another city and helped her during the pregnancy, during the end days, uh, I mean, last days of pregnancy and a few mm. months of having the baby. She touched it. She touched oh, the reality yeah. and see that what is normal to be a mm-hmm. parent. So you have the much clearer visualization in your mind in more detail. And you are not jealous because mm. that's your sister. The yeah. problem is the jealousy and envy others having the parent. Mm-hmm. What you have in your mind, you send an opposite frequency to your body. Mm. And you're telling yourself that I'm not, I don't deserve to be a parent. Oh dear. This is the Mm -hmm. wrong frequency. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. when you are happy for something that people have, like Mm -hmm. the parent, oh, that's so good, you know? And then she she touched her. She she was so happy for her sister. This great positivity and frequency without envy or jealousy Mm -hmm. bring you the right a positive system, your penal penal gland get activated, uh, your hormones get balanced just because you don't have any feeling of bad or seeing that you are not, you don't deserve to have it. Ah, so interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to and stop. It's not, is, hang on, it's not only that that happened, I mean, not this event. Mm-hmm. I had another case. She was raising a dog. Hmm. And she said, all the doctors said, we are disappointed of you. She was oh, young, no. but she had lots of like fertility issues. <laughs> raising a dog, she just believed that she's a mother because she said, oh. I thought this is my baby. You know, oh. I take care of her like my baby. Oh, I love that. Visualization yeah. of taking care of something mm. or even adopting. Again, I had another case. The couple couldn't have baby after years they Adopted mm-hmm. baby, and they got because they I know, I know that that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I see that happening a lot. And for those of you who are listening, who are like me, unlike Pantia, who is so lovely, I'm a little harsher around the edges, and I actually feel jealousy a lot. So what I do with jealousy, I'm I'm a little rougher than you is. I enjoy jealousy. I explore it because for me, what jealousy tells me is what I most desire. So I would say, you know, if you're a little bit more like me, have your jealousy, have at it. Understand what it is, is it's telling you, I too want that in my life and celebrate it. Oh, this is going to be excellent when I have this in my life. So I'm curious, you said, Pantia, in the beginning, you must surrender. So how does a woman surrender the idea or the desire to have a baby? You know, what I did, I just surrender. And then I started uh, visualizing and creating this in my physical world. How does it look like to be a parent? I mm. said, okay, I need another car because this car 
is mm. not really comfortable for the baby. What else I need? We may mm. need to need to move to another house. Mm-hmm. So everything that I had, like, okay, what is the baby's room look like? Mm-hmm. What happening if we, if I have the baby? Then I I try to visualize. I could feel her here mm. on my shoulder. She was Aww. here, so I Aww. could feel the heaviness. Mm. So I try to talk to so many pregnant person ah. and be, be be with them. I had and it happened when uh, one of our friends had their baby. They had some struggle after some time they had their baby, mm. and I was so happy for her. So happy. Oh. I, I hold her and I say, oh. oh boy. Because when this happened, I know this is not impossible. It's gonna happen to me as well. I have just some blockers that I have to mm. remove. Okay, so let's talk about that. How do we See, we're this running? Is gonna be- I, I know, I know, I know. This is gonna be another show. We'll do one last thing and then we'll we'll do a whole nother show on this. So whether you want to have a baby or whether you want to become a best-selling author or whether you want to create a multi-million dollar organization, whatever it is, how do you suggest that people remove those blockages, as you said? Okay. You said multi-million. I tell you something. Yes. Uh, Do you have that capacity Mm. to serve your clients? Mm. Multi-million company means multi-million effort. Uh, You know, it is not going to happen in one day. That's why I'm saying you have to build it. Even for your fertility, like my my entrepreneurship, I had zero income in the beginning. You know, when I was a project manager, I had a good income. Mm -hmm. And then being a mother was a big transition because I couldn't work Mm -hmm. for a while Mm -hmm. because I didn't have any help here. Mm. Right. And then COVID happened. So I stayed at home. I was thinking, okay, I need to have another transition. Build, build, build your foundation Mm. of health. If you want to have the baby is not only, yes, it happened with changing the mindset shift, but but shifting the mindset. But there is, there are lots of underlying issues that you have to recover Mm -hmm. from it. Like what I'm doing, I'm interviewing a lot of medical doctors, functional medicine practitioners, holistic Mm -hmm. medicine practitioners. I went to acupuncture with my Mm -hmm. intuition three times. The last one was good. And then Mm. that's going to happen. Like you have to dig into your health, health issues. One million couple worldwide go to, uh, fertility centers yes. per year mm. and uh, among them one third of them uh, are diagnosed with unexplained infertility right it means the doctors cannot find any fertility issues mm-hmm. but all body are connected every yes. piece of this body is connected to each other Mm. You might have gut issues and it affects your fertility. You yes. Like me, I had inflammation. I had asthma. That's mm. why it affects. People never thought about it. They think that if they repeat the IVF right. more, 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 more yes. time, it's going to yes. happen. Repeating the same mistake <laughs> without <laughs> any change, not going to happen. Yes, they say that's the the definition of insanity is repeating the same behavior, expecting different results. Yes. Yeah. And then I I have lots of clients, they go to IVF, they do it successfully. But the last time I see, I mean, after 
after one, two times, I said, okay, stop. If you want to do it through the IVF or whatever treatment, try to find your underlying issues first. And then they try some holistic medicine, mm-hmm. dig into their body. They mm-hmm. have a lot of awakening happening in them. They create, try to activate their penile gland or body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are lots of steps you can do and um, you don't need to be among those disappointed people that ne- nothing going to happen. Your body oh. have a lot of power and there are a lot of uh, promising treatment out there. I love that. Yes. I love that. Okay. So now for people, let's do the same scenario for people who want to create a multi-million dollar organization. I'm not multi-million dollar. I'm not there yet, (laughs) but I'm good. I mean, I have the same income that I have uh, through my project management right now. So, but I build it and it took me a year. (laughs) <laughs> oh well that is and nothing Pontia you are so a year okay, because I... uh, that was a total different thing for me I was not on pay sleep I had to do everything and I had uh, another show called job transition I learned a lot from entrepreneurs during mm-hmm. those interviews so this is another word of interviews that <laughs> oh mean, my goodness another, okay yeah well, you were so funny though because you don't realize how quickly you do things I mean woman you say that took me a year as if that took a long time I know people who have been trying to build a particular organization for five years or more so what would you suggest to them if they are wanting to build an organization, in fact, I'm thinking of a patient right now who wants to build an organization, you know, a very successful organization, but she's had struggles. So what would you say for them to do so that they can clear the way for them to create this? So don't try to do everything yourself. Get help. Okay. Get help from good people. There are lots of great business coaches, consultants. And uh, I didn't get help. That's why it took me a year. (laughs) Because I was a software engineer. I could design my own website. I did Mm. my podcast myself. I could work on my graphics on my podcast. So I didn't get help. So, Mm -hmm. but it took me a long time. (laughs) Well, what you consider is a long time is so quick. So let me ask you about that. Do you help other people who say want to publish a book? Yes, of course. I have a publishing and branding company, Ace Choice. Okay. And uh, I do two things with this publishing. First of all, um, I help entrepreneurs uh, or whoever want to write the book, publish their own book, but I coach them to be a bestseller. Ah, and because, um, yeah, I published my book first time and mm-hmm. it didn't go anywhere. And it took me two years to understand how to publish a book and how yes. to be a successful author. Mm. And I also teach them, teach them how uh, to make a business out of their book because the book can be your business card. I think I'm going to have to have a session with you. You are amazing. I mean, for those of you who are listening today, Pantia is a fertility coach, clearly a business coach, a coach for authors, and I believe a coach for people who want to do podcasts, yes? Yeah, yeah, I can help them too. All right. All right. What's the best way people can get in touch with you? Just the... 
let me finish my ace choice I was talking about. Okay. Like uh, I said, yeah, yes, they can write their own book or they can contribute to the project. Mm. I have book projects, which uh, I have two book projects right now in before end of the year. One PTSD summit that I already done. So mm-hmm. it's very close to publish. Another one is naturally healed. Mm. That if there is a health coach or health uh, practitioner, medical doctor, or functional medicine practitioner, acupuncture, whoever who believe in mind and body connection and Mm -hmm. help people heal, they can be inside the book. I get, uh, I have a website and uh, they can go there and book their time first and talk to me to see if they're fit. And this way is much easier because Mm -hmm. uh, they don't need to write a whole book. So with uh, one, like 2,500 words, they can be bestseller author. Wow. And I have a wow. lot of uh, features beside it. I can promote them, promote them in media outlets and I can help them to create a masterclass. So you see, this is a really rich package because wow. I've been there. I know being an author is not enough. If you want to share your message, mm. you need a course, you need to have a business. So yes. this is a very great step for people who really, wish to work on themselves and create their future business. I love it. Pantia, you have been an absolute joy and an unexpected delight. Thank you so much for being on Heart and Soul today with me. And for those of you who are listening, I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on the Heart and Soul podcast. It's such a joy for me to be with you. I know firsthand how much easier it is to rise when you have community to laugh with, shed a few tears with, and be inspired by. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, go subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, please contact me directly at ellennewhouse.com. And while you're there, grab the special resources I have created for you to begin to take inspired action in your own life. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.